Welcome to the Hospitality Maverick podcast with me, Michael Tinkser. We at Hospitality Mavericks are here to inspire leaders to create heart-centered and profitable businesses from the inside out. The kind that both employees and customers love and support. In this episode, we're talking with Caitlin O'Loughlin from Life Lab Learnings, a company based in New York. They are a company that researches the skills that make the biggest impact in the shortest time and share them with managers, executives, and teams at amazing companies through impactful training. Kathleen's area of expertise is leadership development, talent management, and change management within growing teams. We talked about leadership and organizational challenges the pandemic had brought, and what to do as a leader when it comes to developing yourself and your people for the future. This episode will give you a clear understanding where to start when it comes to getting your teams ready for the new paradigm, a paradigm where constant learning will be the key to success as a leader and organization. Grab pen and notebook, drink and enjoy. Welcome to the uh, Hospitality Maverick podcast. Today we will have a quite a different conversation actually with somebody that's not from the industry and uh, and you all know how much I love these conversations when we have people from outside the industry trying to shine a bit of light on different things that actually can help us uh, progress and uh, we are we are still uh, in in pandemic times and there's a lot of change going on and therefore I thought this was an absolutely brilliant opportunity to have a conversation about actually how do we actually adapt and learn very quickly and get new skills to survive and thrive in, in this new crazy, crazy challenging time that comes ahead, both in, in hospitality, but also in other areas. And there's no doubt about as well, uh, as you know, here at Hospitality America, we love people first and people first companies really understand that building skills and have learning and development program essentially to build that kind of culture and uh, customer and employee experience they want to create businesses that can last for decades. So for this, I have invited Caitlin from Live Labs Learning. Uh, and uh, you, welcome to the podcast, Caitlin. And you are in New York and it's morning where you are and it's afternoon here in the UK. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. A beautiful morning here. Thanks for having me, Michael. I'm, I'm excited to be here. Caitlin, for... I, I can't remember actually how I found your business, but there was something that suddenly caught my eye online and I thought that I needed to try this out. So I actually signed up and tried one of your, your workshops. And uh, and uh, as I said before, we went on online here and started recording. It was quite a powerful experience, even for a person like me that has tried quite a lot of different training and people development. So I did your, your people development module and uh, straight away, there were things I could go and implement. And I thought it was very hands-on, very relevant. And it was the, you know, maybe the 20% that gives you 80% uh, when you have to learn a skill. So even I yeah, felt I was quite experienced and quite good at that. I actually went away and changed a lot within uh, two of my businesses I'm involved. So can you tell a bit about what you guys is all about and what, the, what kind of outcomes you're creating here in the world and what you're passionate about as a business? 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm I'm so excited that you had the opportunity to try out our workshops firsthand. That's such a great recommendation for us. Uh, but we are we're really focused on this learning approach. And um, you know, my background is I have a master's in organizational psychology and over a decade of experience really building and and leading leadership teams and healthcare and media and ad tech industries and all the things that I'm passionate about, I get to do at Life Labs, where we train leaders at all levels in life's most useful skills. So the skills that you're talking about, that 20% that gets you to 80%, we've really taken the time to isolate what that is. Um, so our approach is we've, we've spent years studying what makes great leaders and what we found was pretty surprising that only really a few skills matter most. And these skills we call the, the tipping point skills because they tip over into countless other domains in your work and in your life. And so as, as trainers and as a company, what we do is we simplify the complexity around learning by really focusing on minimal viable learning. The, the small changes that make big impact really fast. And it's quite interesting when you look at the, the businesses you have uh, worked with. Could you, could you could be able to mention some of the, the different organizations you work with? Because you work with everything, I think, uh, what you can within industries. Yeah, I mean, we at this point work with over 700 companies and for mostly really innovative companies like Lyft and TED and Reddit and Sony Music, Warby Parker, uh, lots of companies that we've seen from the early startup phases and, and helped them uh, grow teams and help them scale. And uh, I think our uh, client list what really resonates for them is just the focus on the practicality of our training. What I noticed as well when I participated in your one program, and I'm, I'm, I'm also doing another one, is that it goes straight in. And it's not like when you normally would go to a training workshop, there's a lot of uh, building up to it. It goes straight into how you can apply it to your team. And, and reflection is very important. And I, we did this online and I was like surprised about these reflection conversation and it almost ended too quickly, these conversation, but there was so, you know, that you're meeting people from other organizations. And I think that was extremely, extremely powerful that you have, I think we had was seven or eight different organizations and very different purposes and what we did, but it was so, so good to see how we could learn from each other with the experience in the room as well. And you were very good or, uh, the facilitator Victoria in this example were very good at facilitating that and get that learning out that we already had between us. Yeah, and I think we what sets us apart is that we also we value the expertise in the room. Um, and as, as leaders, we understand that participants are coming to the conversation as adult learners with years of experience or knowledge and these these frameworks that we can really leverage and help create that communal learning that is going to create more of those moments, uh, resonance moments throughout the training. Uh, so we structure a lot of our training to support that. Um, and then in focusing on you know, this practical approach, that what's important about that is the practice piece, the reflection piece that you're mentioning as well. And so that it makes up the flow and the format of our training. And when you go on your website, now we are talking about your the way you 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 deliver and uh, the way you learn that uh, 
you are you're doing experiments and you're doing you know lab you say you almost you are in the lab as your 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 company title says you are as you're developing these things always developing new things new ideas uh and and you always improve your processes that's what i got from from the website uh, is that is that correctly understood so it's not like you've done one program and then you just deliver that at scale you actually improve it all the time as you work with your clients and what you learn from big universities and so on. Yeah, absolutely. We we call it walking the talk at Life Labs. We can't be a learning and leadership development company without practicing that intentional learning and growth ourselves. So in fact, one of our values is always be learning. And we look at it as a recipe for success. So for everything that we do, um, including how we build our, our workshops and our content, we're, we're constantly pulling for feedback. We're looking at how it resonates with our audience. We're looking at learning retention over time. Um, and we really A-B tested this content over and over again to know that this, this is what resonates and this is what has profound impact in that transformational learning. And also when you, you, you do that, I guess that also what you are, that you have, you will have new managers, you will have uh, also just employees that just needs to get uh, basic work skills. And then you would have senior people, executive people. And I guess you have programs that fit for each category. Yes. Yeah. So what we find is for, for that manager level, especially managers are multipliers within any organization um, because they're, they're touching folks that are on the front lines and they're touching leadership. And so they are the ones to target first in training, we often recommend, and then to really create a culture shift, uh, which is what we're often doing by creating a more learning-oriented culture, more feedback-oriented culture. Um, it is about then sharing that learning uh, across levels within the organization. And what we focus on as well is, is creating a common vocabulary to be used around uh, these essential uh, learning concepts and skills. And so that's, that's what makes our workshops and the learning so sticky. That's what makes it resonate and helps to embed it in the culture to see the, the shift. These skills, you know, they are transferable through the different layers of as you grow into your career, you become senior leader, you become an exec, uh, what you get on the individual level, the individual contributors, I think you called them. Uh, and as you start as learning to work in a very young age, actually set you up for success as you go through through life. And I think there's some really, you know, brilliant skills uh, within there. There's like a delivery skills. I can remember I put down here nego negotiation skills. Uh, I was very lucky to learn that. But again, you know, these kind of thing, reading the other people, uh, that's like, and, you, and these skills are critical for success, in a, especially in the changing environment we're in right now. What what would your typical approach be if uh, you know I'm a company and I would like to to come and work with you because you have all these courses and I guess it's about finding out what is the need for the individual employee but also organization uh, at the same time. How would the normal journey be when you you start up with a new client? 
Yeah. So in working with, with new clients, we first want to understand what their needs are. Um, we never assume that we know the best approach without really understanding the client. And so our approach is always inquiry before advocacy. Um, so we, we generally have, you know, research over the past um, few years here of what's worked well, uh, but we start making sure that the, the client is also willing and ready to do the work, that they don't just want to check the boxes when it comes to training, but they're really focused on investing in their people. Um, and, and once we identify that, then we can have an, uh, a richer conversation around what are the skills that they want to see their managers, their leaders, their people using. And from there, we can recommend programs that are going to be a good fit for them. Um, and as you mentioned, our, our facilitators here, they do a fantastic job of really understanding the client, understanding culture, and then sharing our, our workshops and our content, really tailoring it to those needs. Um, so that's that's our goal. What we do find, I mentioned before, is that there are essential skills for leaders, and we've identified that through the research. And so to see um, the change happen across an organization, that's often the best place to start. And those are the things like the feedback skills, the coaching, uh, communication questions, and uh, knowing how to set people up for success with goal conversations and just keeping them engaged in their work. And uh, if you, you take, take, take a tail end on that and say that, you know, uh, we are now in, in a very uh, special and difficult and hard time at the same time, maybe a, a milestone in history. It's going to be our generations and the generations around the, one of the, the biggest crises you've been put through as, as a global is we I don't I don't think we ever seen anything like it. Uh, besides having a war, Second World War is probably the last one we've seen similar. And we we all been in lockdown. We have <laughs> devastated businesses. Uh, there's a uh, hundred uh, thousands of people that is either ill, or have lost their life, and families impacted. Um, and, and and we are not even even through it yet. We have a long period in, in front of us with the pandemic. And and business and people will never be the same after this event. There's no doubt about this. This has in my world and what I see fundamentally shifted how we, we deal with things. What is your thinking about uh, this uh, current situation and what's happening in the world and when it comes to, to learning and and development uh, and, and how do you see that that fits in there? Yeah, such a, a great question. And I think to your point, uh, we, we can't ignore that the pandemic has had a profoundly negative impact on so many people's lives. Um, and, you know, personally, I've, I've been impacted myself in a number of ways from family members on the front lines to uh, just being more thankful for, for my health, my family's health, and also discovering the tremendous amounts of dishes that my family goes through each day, being home together. Um, but it, it's really everything has been upended here, but the through line has been a focus on adaptation and learning. And at Life Labs, we've really been on the forefront of the remote skill um, workforce and virtual learning for, for so long that we've been lucky and, and fortunate that we're in a position now to provide resources for people. 
Um, and we see that people are really hungry for it. We've uh, we've been offering um, community working sessions for for people ops uh, community members, and we we used to do these events more monthly prior to the pandemic, and now we've been offering them weekly. And what used to be a you know a hundred person conversation, uh, we suddenly saw a thousand people signing up for each week, and we had to we had to reach out to Zoom and ask, can we even do that? Can you have a thousand people on a on a call at the same time? Um, so it just it shows you the eagerness, the hunger people have for for learning and and how to adapt during this time and. The program that you participated and uh, that you mentioned is one that I launched uh, for the team um, specifically supporting nonprofits and small businesses that have been impacted and are particularly vulnerable during the pandemic. And we've just been met with such gratitude and appreciation for supporting these organizations. So um, I think we're we're in a good space at Life Labs to use the talents, to use the research that we have to support others, and and that also brings a lot of meaning uh, for our, our members of our team internally as well. What about the organizations in general you work with? Have you seen them really changing focus and gear? Because I guess when they work with you, they already see this as a priority. You don't have to convince them that they need to do that. Have you seen that scale up on their side as well? That they they have actually said, okay, we need, we're going into change. We need to update our skills. So one of the things we can do while we wait for business to go back to normal, we will upskill our workforce and our organizations to be more ready for whatever we need to be ready for. Yeah, yeah. And that's exactly it. So uh, a lot of our, our clients, these organizations are saying now now is the time when we can invest in this. And really, uh, the, the best leaders are taking the time to do that. So they're taking the time to invest in their people, even when resources are low. Um, but at this point in time, it's it's really easy for people to feel overwhelmed when there's so much happening, so much work that needs to be done. So what's important is to get good at really zeroing in on essential skills and building key habits, which is which brings me back to that methodology we have of looking at behavioral units specifically of all the skills. What are some of the tangible things to put on the to-do list to make happen? Like having a formula to lead through change, as you mentioned. Um, we see that the people who are successful in these skills, we spend a lot of time looking at what they do well, and we find that they're successful because they have these essential tipping point skills. You think about leading change, because that's, this is exactly where many leaders, and there's many leaders uh, tuning into this podcast, and it take hospitality without sounding like we are we are crying and I think it is the worst but it's probably never been worse in hospitality is one of the industry that's really has been hit hard and 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 there's still a long way back and there's a lot of businesses already gone out of business and the leaders there's within these businesses are, are leading change now on a level that uh, yeah I've never seen anything like it and uh, I've been through a couple of recessions but this is this is this is insane the speed it moves in as well what is it for some pinpoints you've seen that these successful people that normally lead very well through change are doing what is their pattern 
Yeah. Yeah. So in, in thinking about everything that's happening at the moment, the allostatic load is, is high. Uh, people have been under a level of stress for an extended period of time, which means they're feeling overwhelmed. They're freezing in the moment. They're reacting really emotionally. And that can get in the way of, of growth and learning and uh, just forward momentum. So what we've been hearing over and over again from teams is that it's hard to hear from their leaders, well, we just have to do more with less right now. That's not really helping the conversation. That's not really helping this change movement that we're in. So as leaders, they can better set the tone to inspire innovation by helping to cut through the overwhelm. And one of those tactics is just making new processes, uh, new practices, one point lighter. And this goes back to what you said before. It seems so simple. It seems like common sense, but it's not common practice. Uh, We tend to try to pile on more. And the reality is the brain can only take so much right now. Uh, So simple things like, uh, for instance, if we're we're talking about, uh, you know, in the hospitality industry here, so many shifts in the way we're managing our uh, customer experience and leaders can make things one point lighter just by physically printing out instructions for their employees on, on how to serve customers at this time or where to stand in the restaurant and taping them up. Those those simple things, those are the things that are going to stick. And so if we apply that model to all the changes that need to happen, it's about taking away uh, as we're shifting into new habits and new behaviors. And I guess we have our our current environment we're in right now. You can call it crisis management. And I think there's three waves always to a crisis in a way, especially when you think about it from a leadership point of view, where go up in the helicopter. And uh, I don't, I'm not sure actually we out of the first wave or the first part of it. Is, uh, still, I'm I'm like I'm not I'm not sure. I thought we were a couple of weeks ago, but I'm actually thinking we're still there. And the next phase we go into, I will call like the absolutely wilderness. Uh, where, 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 and then there will be, you know, a very tough uh, third, third wave as well. Uh, and I, I think it all comes down to uh, a cure uh, or to the pandemic. But for leaders, uh, what are they, you know, looking at as an organization? Because these organizations uh, across all industries have to adapt in a speed. And you said, like, as an employee or as a human being, you can only master as much as possible. What is it that these, you know, critical new skills, do you, I guess you're sitting and observing as well, what is the, the skills we need and what kind of habits do we need to change faster than ever to actually be a successful organization uh, in, in the environment we're going into? I don't know what we call the new normal or what we call it, uh, but definitely a very uncertain future. Uh, talked about the uncertainty before, but this is like on a, a different scale. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so what a lot of leaders are talking about right now are uh, on the surface level is more of this, this shift in remote work and, and distance management. Um, but what that means on a deeper level is what we call Life Labs camps. It's about recognizing the brain cravings that we all have that satisfy 
uh, this feeling, or when we satisfy them rather, it creates more of that feeling of engagement and motivation and enrichment through our work. And so CAMP stands for certainty, autonomy, meaning, purpose, and social inclusion. Uh, so those are five levers to pull on as leaders that will help increase engagement for their teams. And that's going to help them move through this change, adapt better, uh, and be able to come out on the other side of this new normal, uh, but still ready to shift again and, and stay slushy if things change again. I think one of the things I've seen and the things I'm involved in is that you have this team and the team is often the culture. In, in, they, they, they are the culture, they're the living, breathing culture. You can have written down your cultures, behaviors, beliefs, but these are the people who live it. They are forming the way you're doing things. And I guess the, the psychological safety for these people is also feeling, having confidence in a way. And when you learn new skills, uh, if it's 100% sometimes uh, something you can use here now, or you can use it later, it just gives you confidence. And I guess what we need all as human beings is a hope and confidence and faith right now. That's one of the best things we can strengthen as a muscle. It's like going to the gym, I often said, because I've tried to get my team members to do this and they, they, they're a bit you know, reluctant. And I think I've got one of them now, she said she will sign up for something. And, and I think it's the thing about, you know, how do you train that muscle? Because it's not, it's not, you don't, if you start training and when you need it, it's often, you're not as good at this because you have not prepared yourself. Um, and I think, I think the key thing here is like, whatever you invest in now will come back a million times in this wilderness we are heading into. Absolutely. So it's, it's worth taking the time now to invest. And really, the, the strongest companies are focused on that. And what that looks like is, again, not, not piling on, but when we're thinking about keeping our people engaged and motivated, it's about checking in with them before checking on what's going on, right? So now more than ever, we can forget the people behind the work. Um, and some of them have been dealing with healthcare scares and loss and safety concerns, loneliness, or just mourning over their, their big plans for 2020. Uh, so this is, this is all impacting their work. And managers and leaders who are going to be remembered during this time, during this moment, are the ones who took the time to really understand their people and support their needs and take care of them first. Uh, to help then take care of the profits, the bottom line for the business. Quite interesting. You know, we, we are touching on this is that uh, we did a pool recently and uh, just to hear where the interest was for doing an event about, you know, uh, some deep diving into a, a subject. And we, we asked them about, would you like to hear about team management? Would you like to hear about culture? Would you hear about technology? Or do you want to hear about mental health? And mental health won because... I think a lot of leaders are seeing this new crisis coming up in their organization and in society, for that sake. But I, I'm sure they are definitely seeing the the early spikes of what you call a mental health crisis in the workplace as well. And that can have a massive impact on on the outcomes you can do as an organization. Because when people struggling with mental health, they're not out for one day with a cold. They're out for a long time, weeks, months. Uh, and it can have, you know, devastating impacts within the, the company as well. So have you seen that there has been a, a request on, you know, 
how managers deal with this because this is a difficult thing to deal with because it's not you know a manager is not a psych- psychologist but how do they actually deal with this i was just thinking you know it's a bit of a side thing but again this is a massive challenge for for leaders to keep them their people mental healthy as you just said check in in a different way yeah when we think about leaders and we we think about what they're tasked with at the moment their their own mental health is important as well um but in in thinking about how to take care of others and take care of their teams we want to make things easier on them because there's so much going on. And so uh, at Life Labs, we've been looking at the, the tools that will help support their teams. Uh, a lot of interest has come through in um, stress management, burnout management. Um, but those are things that um, are, are sometimes symptoms of a larger issue. And the, the needs that we all have for things like psychological safety or our sense of ownership in our lives um, or the meaning, the connection to, to our work and what we're doing, those are the things that we can focus on and help leaders to, to ask questions around, to check in on. Um, and I think you're, the approach you mentioned you're taking with your team of just asking, what, are, what do people want to focus on right now? What's important to you? What stands out to you? What do you value? Those are good questions to ask your team and not just assume uh, that following the same playbook is going to work at this moment in time. And so I, I mentioned uh, the, the camps framework, the camps model. A lot of people think that progress uh, is is an area to focus on. Just help people see how they're continuing to grow and continuing to learn, and and that's important. But one that you don't want to miss out on focusing on is is really the meaning piece. So what compels people now to continue to to work and connect with their teams? Uh, what do they value in what they're doing? And that's going to derive more of that that purpose in their day to day. And when so much has changed in their lives, they're, they're trying to reconnect with that sense of purpose. For instance, in the, the hospitality industry, when I think about that, um, what compels people to come into the industry, the, the travel, the adventure, the close customer interaction, all those things are, are not present at the moment. So they're not really getting what they wanted out of it right now. So leaders can look for just simple ways to boost meaning just by helping their people understand the positive impact of their work, sharing stories of of customer impact and satisfaction, uh, calling out people's contributions on the team. Um, I know a lot of teams that we work with will create, if they've got a Slack channel or if if they've got a, um, a Gchat channel that they use, they'll create a gratitude channel just for the team to share acts of kindness and support and the ways that they've appreciated one another. And that creates that feeling of meaning and connection to the work and the the people that they're with. That's a super great advice and something that's quite easy in the world today where most organizations have some kind of online or have gone online during the pandemic to actually to set that gratitude channel up and uh, because again it's small gestures you know small things it could be yeah somebody reminded you of doing something or yeah because again it's easy to forget things in in this world we live in we talked a bit about before we went on this conversation we have small kids downstairs and uh, 
the challenges around navigating work and and family life as well and uh, just having you know uh, somebody remind you something because you can you can sometimes forget because the brain is not always working as well with small kids as it does without them around so yeah it's the small things that you need to celebrate together yeah yeah and I, I love that you mentioned that because it, it reminds me of uh my my 18 month old who's not talking fully but she's really good at requesting to listen to the, the frozen soundtrack every day uh <laughs> and uh the the frozen two song about doing the next right thing i mean i think that message is so important right now because it's about like having the courage to go outside your your comfort zone, um, but it is about simplifying the complexity of it and just taking one step at a time. So sometimes that means giving yourself a break and relaxing with a book instead of trying to finish up that project that doesn't absolutely need to meet the deadline of tomorrow, right? And and sometimes it's a tougher decision about um, you know shifts in in uh, teams across the org. So. Uh, it is about just taking taking a step um, and focus on what's in front of you, what's one step ahead. And I guess that uh, you know that kindness to yourself and others are so critical that we care for each other. I uh, uh, I had a conversation very early on with a very experienced leader that has gone through, and he said because I, asked, I said to him, "Wow, wow, how do you see this?" And I, I, I was a bit surprised, but not knowing him, but I, I expected him coming up with you that you need to keep cash in the business. Da, 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 da. But he said, "This is only about one thing," and I thought, "Okay, cash in the bank." And he said, "No, it's about caring for each other." and taking care of each other. This is what it's all going to be all about. The people that do that will come successful out on the other side. If they're leading teams, family, or whatever it is, this is that we need to be kind to each other. And sometimes it will be hard, it will be difficult, but kindness is the only way that can take us out on the other side of this. And uh, and I think he was absolutely right. I've seen the, the leaders I've observed that has been very kind to the, the staff, to the communities they're part of, if it's helping homeless people getting fed or whatever it is, through hospitality, feeding the, the hospital system. They, they are now already riping the, the fruit of this because people notice when you act of kindness, both to your people and your, the communities you're part of. So yeah, I think that that's a very, very good little point we, we come around there. Coming back to the future, um, I guess you have been within within the team talked about what kind of leaders do we need in the future, and there's always a lot of talk about what kind of leadership skills is needed for the future. But what what is the what is the because leadership is something you can practice. I've always believed um, if you really want to be there and you have the hunger to be a good leader, you can practice that. Um, what kind of leaders do we need for the for the future? What is shifting massively? from one moment to other. There was already a shift happening in the the world of work. We have all the Gallup's uh, uh, engagement service talking about that people has been disengaged at work and so on and so on before the, the pandemic uh, and leaders needed to change the way because it, it all came back to the leader apparently. And it does, we all know that you, you don't leave an organization, you leave your nearest leaders often. So what is these leaders made of in the future and what is that you need to start trading to 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 become one of those leaders yeah when it it, when it comes to being a a leader for the future it's not rocket science It, it is about just understanding how to to stay connected to your people the people that you're leading a leader is 
only as strong as as the people behind them. And oftentimes the best leaders know when to step aside and and let the team uh, really self-manage, really run themselves. And so in in terms of leadership goals, it's about uh, how leaders can connect with their people, how they can ask more questions, focus more on on coaching and supporting and engaging their teams um, and giving them the skill sets to be more autonomous, have more ownership. Uh, we talk about the, the shift in um, now working remotely. What that means is that leaders don't see their teams all the time anymore and trying to focus on old frameworks of management of just uh, hours spent on work or butts and seats, that doesn't work well. We need to establish more of the trust and, and focus on clear outcomes and how uh, to drive our people to, to achieve those outcomes and, and focus on the results and, and not the time that they're putting in necessarily. So these are just examples of a small shifts that focus um, or, or really link up to a leader who understands the big picture of, of how to work with their people, how to support their people, and how to recognize when it's okay to say no as a team and push back on maybe some of the objectives that were originally set for the year. Uh, we're seeing so many leaders revisit and, and simplify their goals for the year in this current pandemic uh, because it's not business as usual anymore. And that skill of adapting is something that is so important to practice now, but it's really going to help them in the future as well. Uh, recognize that there are so many things that are constantly changing within industry, within technology, uh, that in order to be flexible, it's about staying close to your people, understanding what they're focused on, and linking up to those goals, but allowing some flexibility within that if if the current climate is dictating that uh one of the things i've been thinking about let me take a the industry where we, we are part of the hospitality industry and uh it's so massive what's happening there's such a shift happening it's a paradigm shift in the way you do run hospitality and how you serve customers and how they want to eat and so on and that's gonna demand something very very different totally new business model totally new way of doing things hospitality probably being redefined in a level that was already coming but now it's just coming faster than ever and technology is it's also becoming a bigger part of that how do you see that you know where you have a lot of frontline employees these organization that needs to adapt so fast what is it that these leaders can do what is it that they need to be aware of to build these organizations because they have to continues to be learning now in a new speed that's not been seen before. And I think that that in a way can be quite scary for a CEO or a, an HR director that has to say, okay, we'll have to rise this phoenix out of the ashes now uh, as we come back. But it means a lot of new skills. First of all, there's the skill of making customers feel safe when they come in. That's the first thing. But then we have afterwards, we need to 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 totally be totally different driven business and a different purpose and connection with people, uh, communities and the planet as we build this new business 
And I, I think uh, the ability to be able to stay connected with with our customers or people and the planet be able to shift is all about recognizing the, the learning within that. Uh, we'll come up with some great ideas for what we think is, is going to work and find that uh, it's, it's not really meeting the needs uh, that we have. And so being able to share that feedback, share that information across the team is really important. And and feedback is at the basis of the agile learning. And I think this is something that organizations are, are starting to recognize more and more. Um, there's this traditional framework of just a top-down approach to communication and to leadership, and that's not going to serve us anymore. So the frontline workers that you mentioned are, are closest to the customer, closest to the client. They know what needs to be done in order for them to feel safe and, and feel comfortable in this environment. And those lines of communication, those channels need to be open. So the more companies can uh, set really good feedback loops and equip their people to communicate that feedback is it's going to be important for that learning and most people think they know how to deliver feedback uh, but uh, the reality is we often don't get it right and so it really inhibits the ability for for learning to happen and behavior to change Funny when you, you talk feedback, uh, often when I lead my teams or hire managers, actually the, the first book I always give them was The One Minute Manager by Ken Blanchard, uh, because it's all about feedback and uh, it's all about the world is not how you think it is as a leader. And, uh, and it's about the thing making people being able to deal with their problems themselves. Um, because yeah, in the hospitality, there's so much that needs to be done, so many details. And if you, you want as a leader, think you can run around and fix it all and control it all, you are absolutely wrong. You're going to, you're going to burn out in that. And that's actually what happens often in the old, old paradigm. So I think that the feedback thing, it's funny you end at that, because I think actually that's going to be critical that you can have feedback conversation that is delivered in the right way. And actually, even if there were a difficult feedback conversation, but people actually go away from that conversation saying, okay, fair enough. I will then up my game. I will do better. I've learned something new and I will take that on. And it, and, it, and it's also taking the time for these conversations. I think often when you are under pressure, as the industry has been for years on margins, it's easier to give a command than give time to have this conversation, which it is a feedback conversation. It's not telling people what you think about them uh often it's often let them come to this conclusion themselves if you can you can guide that so yeah that was very well guided in uh in in what i've seen as well um to get inspired about this new because you're talking about a whole new way of doing organizations in many ways and we have this we are in this you know i talked about for there's a revolution going on at the work and the way we want to be lead and the way leaders are doing things is there any kind of books that's like inspired you guys or uh, reading where you think that the, the audience if they want to learn more about how to build organizations for the future and leadership where, where should they, what should they go and read what would be your top three books or sources of learning yeah, such a great question. I mean, there's there's lots that I can share here. Um, top three is a tough choice, but I would say, um, I mean, we just we just touched on on feedback and uh, 
Thanks for the Feedback is such a phenomenal book, um, really touches on uh, a lot of the neuroscience behind receiving feedback and how best to make sure that there's there's impact statements within that feedback. And so I think, I think that's essential. Um, I also can plug, uh, I mean, Hospitality Mavericks is fantastic, but <laughs> uh, Work Life, uh, Adam Grant's podcast um, is is one that is a sort of a cult favorite in, in our team. Um, he's often uh, examining a lot of great research out there. Um, and I'll, I'll also add, we didn't talk too much about this, but I think um, Aaron Meyer's book, the the culture map, is is really important right now, and and also falls into the the conversation we're having today around, uh, you know, how best to deliver feedback when when speaking cross culturally, um, understanding uh, norms and communication, uh, and also in thinking about the the values that our our people bring and and how we can create more meaning in their work. Um, it's important to understand the, the cultural context and nuances of that. In the end of the podcast, we, we always uh, ask for top three advice to leaders or people out there looking for ways in the moment, I must say, it must be for ways to bounce back. Uh, what would be your three advice with your life experience and what, what you are doing at, a, at your organization? What would your top three advice be to, to leaders out there? Yeah, I would say definitely focus on, on on checking in before checking on. I think it's so important now and it is just going to be the the new wave of leadership understanding your your people and what their needs are. It also creates space for uh, more adaptation when we're doing it more frequently, right? And not waiting till the end of the year or the end of a quarter to see, um, you know, how folks are feeling about the health of the company or the work that they're, they're focused on. Um, and I, I would also add to that, just uh, knowing everything that our people, our teams are experiencing at the moment the more we can simplify their experience, we can make things lighter for them. Uh, that's going to really help the learning, the growth, and the development. And um, yeah, I would I would say that's so essential right now. And those are the things that we can't overlook as leaders. Great, Caitlin. This has been a absolutely a, a great, great conversation. I'm sure there's people out there that has there's been a lot of uh, practical advice on how to to deal with uh, leadership and also how to improve your leadership, no matter if there's pandemic or no pandemic. Uh, I'll definitely suggest people to have a look at uh, your website. I'm going to throw all this uh, in the, uh, the show notes uh, as well so people can find you guys. Yeah, I appreciate that, Michael. Thank you so much for having me. It's It's been a pleasure. And uh, yeah, look forward to continuing conversations in the future too. Yeah, stay safe out there and power and energy to, to all of you. Caitlin, thank you so much for giving us this amazing insight into what kind of leadership skills and behaviors that is needed to navigate through the current storm of the pandemic, but also on the other side. If you are more interested in leadership and people development, I would recommend you also to explore our other episodes. Episode 54, Lead with Compassion with Gina Gardner and episode 31, Making Your Impact with Dr. John Mervyn Smith. 
And if you enjoyed today's podcast, please give us a like, share, rate, or subscribe to one of our channels. Tune in next time for another interview. And in the meantime, find out more about us and subscribe to our newsletter at hospitalitymavericks.com. Thanks for listening and be maverick.